Our good friend who's been with us many times, Doug Eaton, has written an article about this. He's the executive director of admissions at uh, Trinity International University, and he is part of the Hardy Bunch because he gets up early in California to be with us here on the East Coast. Hey, Doug, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing well. I love this article. You know, we monitor your stuff all the time. By the way, guys, uh, you got to check out his writing, fightoffaithblog.com. I've got a link at Curtin K Morning, so you can check that out. Maybe the a good place for us to start this conversation is, let's define providence. Well, providence is the sovereignty of God over our trials and over our lives. You know, nothing comes into our lives that God is not sovereign over. Uh, you know, some people want to say he, he allows them, they prefer to use that language, and that's fine. But God knowing all things and being all powerful means he's the final decision maker of the things we face in this life as believers. And so when I talk about trials, the good things, the bad things, uh, God is working all things together for our good. And so providence is really that idea. So how can we misread providence for personal gain? I mean, I I know because I've read your article, (laughs) but I don't want to be a spoiler. (laughs) Unpack that for us. Well, you know, anytime you try to read anything other than Scripture, we're taking risks. And it's easy to look at things that come into our lives. Let me give, I'll give you a very simple one, right? Uh, we've been commanded to do several things in Scripture. One of the things is to gather together and worship. And sometimes we use rain on Sunday morning as permission to, well, it's probably just better that I stay home, mm-hmm. right? Or... That, that's a simple light one, but there are, are big ones too. And I, I, I hesitate to get into a controversial topic a little bit, but you know, take the COVID lockdowns. We're not gonna solve the debate whether they, you know, everybody has different views of whether those were necessary or not necessary. Right. But regardless of what you think about that, there were many people who said, they're saying I can't go to church right now. And they're okay with that because that's actually what they've wanted all along. Sitting at home in their PJs watching something on the computer screen actually was more enticing to them anyway. So they took it as permission, and when the, the, the you know the COVID lockdowns lifted, the church attendance has not returned to uh, what it was before COVID. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, one in five churches they say may have closed. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about the stats, and that's wow. it's a pretty big deal. What is it? Uh, I saw an article the other day. We're at about eighty percent of uh, pre-pandemic uh, attendance um, oh. in, in many churches. Do you think that's a little high in its estimate? I, if it's eighty, uh, you say we're at eighty percent of what we used to be. Yes. Or, or, yeah, yeah, about eighty yeah, percent of pre-pandemic that, attendance. Yeah, that actually sounds accurate to me from what I've read as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it says 20% of churchgoers did not return to church. Now, there could be some reasons, other reasons for that, but, you know, there was an opportunity for many people to say, well, I kind of like sitting at home. Yeah. And then, you know, we, so providence comes along, a, a trial enters our life, and instead of seeing it as God has called me to worship, I'm going to find ways to worship through this. They said, well, I guess I don't need to worship right now, <laughs> corporately. Yeah, and you know this whole idea of opposition? Well, because I'm facing opposition, it must not be God's will, uh, is very dangerous. Uh, you could flip that upside down, and you could say, 
I, you know, I, I kind of doubt if it's God's will if I don't face some kind of opposition. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've, I've always said we all want to have faith like the great saints of Scripture, right? The people who did great things. But we never want the trials or the challenges that would require that kind of faith. Yeah. And sometimes the Lord, you know, Scripture says faith is the power that overcomes the world because it, it's the gift of God. He keeps it alive in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so when trials come, we can overcome. That's why my website is called The Fight of Faith, because um, we take these things head on and face them. So we've got to be careful just not to misread things that are coming into our lives in ways that contradict Scripture. So, so how in the world yeah. would how we know? know? How do you yeah. know when it's you know a situation where God is just testing me or God is warning me yeah. and guiding me? Well, I think if there's clear commands in Scripture, it's really what it comes down to. We've been called to do a lot of things, right? We've been called to proclaim God's Word. There's not going to be a time when we are not called to proclaim God's Word. Um, so it's, it's, it's always keeping Scripture uh, as the final authority, uh, not, our, not the things that we face. Now, there are times when there are things we're called to do, like uh, maybe the Lord's calling me to move and take another job in Texas or do something like that. Well, that's hard to read because there's no clear command in Scripture. So what I'm trying to get at are the very clear commands in Scripture we're not allowed to violate because we get a little bit of opposition. Say uh, I'm building a social media influencer uh, thing, and I'm called to proclaim the Word on it, and all of a sudden I stop proclaiming the Word of God because of their you know, standards of conduct don't like certain Bible verses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the things that are kind of hard to do. We might say, "Well, God's got me building this, and uh, uh, I'm supposed to proclaim these types of things, but I'm not going to do it here. He must not want me to do it right now." Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up and apply this to our lives. You know, the application is always very important. How can we approach this? And maybe uh, a couple of big ideas so that we don't misread providence, uh, just to make us more comfortable, come up with excuses. Yeah. How can we change? Well, I think uh, really the biggest issue, when, the reason we're doing this is because we all, as even as believers, have indwelling sin. We have sinful natures that have desires that are warring against our souls. And so we must be aware of that. And so... We must be in Scripture to clearly know what God has called us to do. And then when we see these things coming our way and we feel this urge to go, well, maybe not now. I know God has called me to seek him first, but maybe not now because I'm too busy. Or, or maybe later because you know, I've got like kids right now and I've got the job and I've got school. We need to say, no, God has called me to do this. My desire to shirk this responsibility to seek God first is not a good desire. It is a, it is a sinful desire that's warring against my soul. And recognizing that in light of Scripture, we, we do what we're called to do. And besides, we're called to seek God first because God knows that's where our greatest happiness and fulfillment is going to be found. Yes. He's not just telling us to do Absolutely. this because, hey, here you, you need to do this. I, you, it won't really do anything for you, but I want you to do this because I'm God. 
He's saying, no, I want what's best for you, and you're going to find the fulfillment you're looking for by doing what I've called you to do. Well, that's great. I'm glad you pointed that out. Hey, Doug, thanks for being with us. Uh, Doug Eaton, he blogs at his website, fightoffaithblog.com. Again, I've got a link at Curtain Cape Mornings on our Facebook page, so you can check it out. Uh, he has a uh, archive of excellent articles, and I love the way he presents these deep truths so we can all understand uh, you know, what he's talking about, what the Bible has to say, but it's not overwhelming. The read is not overwhelming, but it's not shallow, so it's the perfect balance. Mm-hmm. Doug, thanks for being with us. Well, I appreciate you having me.